that your word is alive. I thank you that you are here to meet us. That God, you know every need that is in the building. God, that you know every person, where they are. You know what they need to hear. You know what they need to know. And Father, I thank you right now that you are going to cause your word to flow. Lord, I remove myself out of the way. I yield my heart. I yield my, my voice. I yield my mouth for you to speak through me. Speak to your children today. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. You may be seated. So listen. Pastor asked me to speak and I was like, man, what do you want me to talk about, Lord? So about three weeks ago, um, Becky and I were outside. We were just chilling. We were having a creative meeting. And all of a sudden she says, oh, man. I see this graphic in my head. I said, what is it? She says, it says built different. And I said, that's cool. I said, um, so, so what, what do you think we will be talking about? She said, I don't know. <laughs> and if you don't know Becky, that's who Becky is. Becky's like, I don't know. I just see the graphic. And so when pastor asked me to speak, God took me back to that moment. And he says, I want you to speak today about being built different. And I said, wow, that's interesting. So I want to go to Jude 1.20. And read it. And I know some of y'all looking at the book of Jude, like, Jude, where is that at? Because <laughs> Jude is one of those books, like a small town. Um, if you go through a stoplight, you'll go right through it. Jude is a book that has a chapter. <laughs> that is it. So if you ever hear somebody say, go to Jude 2, they don't know what they're talking about. Um, we're going <laughs> to read Jude 1, verse 20. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Somebody say building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Now look at your neighbor because we're going to talk this morning. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know you. Well, maybe I do. But let me tell you something. I am, I am built, built different. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, let's speak to the atmosphere because some of y'all may have some principalities that have been working against you. So let's just make sure that the devil and his imps and his little angels know, hey, hey, neighbor. Uh-huh, because he's been living in your house, trying to come in your, your body, trying to come into your heart, trying to come into your mind. So since he had the nerve to come in your presence, say, hey, neighbor. I don't know about you, and I don't know what you heard about me, but I am built different. Hopefully this word will hit everybody, but I do know that I have been assigned to hit some people right in their core. I am built different. So... Let me show you how crazy I am. I don't know if y'all know this, but I'm 6'7". I am 6'7". And a junior in high school, as a junior in high school, um, you would have expected me to play football. Because I would have been a dope tight end. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> but instead of playing football, I decided to be in marching band. So I want y'all to hear this. I want y'all to see this. 
I am literally the tallest person on the football field. Not the band. I'm taller than the receivers. I'm taller than the tight end. They see me out there, heel toe. With my tall self. Oh, moving like this right here. Oh, coming back up to the front. You better get him up high. Where everyone would have expected me to play football, I decided to be different. I wanted to be in the band. There's a couple of reasons why I wanted to be in the band, if I can be really honest with you. I really didn't want to be on the bus with a whole bunch of musty men. I, I'm good. I kind of liked the fact that I was on the bus with everybody else and included girls. So just made it better to be on the bus with everybody else. Smelt better. We ate better. I mean, it was just good. I'm good. <laughs> and so um, the band would normally take an end of year school trip, like a field trip. Well, this year, um, as a junior, we went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, we visit this place called Dollywood. I don't expect many of you to know about it, but let me just break it down to you. So Dolly Parton, <laughs> oh, I heard that, amen. Dolly Parton decided, you know, I don't want to do country music no more. I want to own a theme park. So here we are, we're going to a theme park, riding roller coasters and hearing country music, basically. <laughs> so Dolly Parton is there, and so we went to um, the theme park. So watch this. So a group of us were walking together, and there was this girl. Her name was Candace. And Candace, well, Candace one of them people that make your voice go high when you talk about them. Yeah, Candace was, mm, she went all the way, you know, kind of there. Like, like, like she was cool, but you kind of knew something was going on with Candace. Like, Candace was there, but Candace was different. She, she was a little something else going on with. So anyway, so Candace was like walking and it's like, I want to do that. And I said, what you want to do? That right there? I said, okay, cool. She was talking about bungee jumping. So here me, Polo, have to say something. Just can't let her say what she got to say. No, I got to say something to add to it. I got to have a big mouth that day. So I said, girl, you ain't going to do that. She said, hmm. She takes out $25, $30, and she goes to pay the person, and she starts climbing up. I said, oh, my Lord. Well, if you do it, I'll do it. So I'm really buffing. I mean, I, I'm bluffing right now. I, I am expecting her to change her mind. Yeah, silly of me, right? So I pay my $25, $30, give it to her, and so I'm climbing up too. So we're both climbing up. We get all the way up to the top, and y'all, it was high. It was so high. It was high, high, high. It was Snoop Dogg high. <laughs> and if you don't know what Snoop Dogg high is, that's high, 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 high. <laughs> we up there, and y'all, let me tell you something. Candace is at the edge. They are strapping her feet. They are doing all this. I'm talking about they getting her ready. And there on her face is plastered the biggest smile. And I'm looking at her like, she's smiling. What is going on? 
So they get her all set. She looks back at me and say, all right, Polo, I see you down there. And just, whoo. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. When I just saw her say, all right, Polo, I'm out. Woo. Y'all, as I said it in first service, I felt my stomach drop all over again. And she falls and she's having a blast. So they're like, next. <laughs> See, that's what pride will do to you, right? Whew, I get to the edge and they just putting the stuff on me. Where she was smiling, that, that, that wasn't my face. I'm sitting over here looking, however I'm looking right now, I'm like, mm, mm. So then they got me all ready and it's like, all right, we ready on you, sir. Give me a minute. <laughs> Hold up. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. So I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to build myself up to do it. I'm just like, okay, okay, you can do this. Cause listen, if you don't do this, they're going to talk about you. Now listen, 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 ladies. This is how I thought back then. Don't judge me. Don't cancel me. Don't. I'm just telling you how I was thinking back then. Okay. Um, I was like, if I don't do this, I'm gonna let a woman beat me. Oh, I can't let that happen. I gotta do this. They gonna laugh at me. So my dumb self is building up the courage to do it. I just jump. That's what you don't do. I just jump. Boing, 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 boing. Ah! Boing, 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 boing. Ah! Ba, 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 ba. See, Candace knew that if you fell off, it was a nice smooth bungee. I just, ha! Ah! Let's just say I live to tell the story. But when I jumped, it was in that moment. That I knew. <laughs> Candace was built different. <laughs> she was built different. And so watch this. What made me fearful, she enjoyed. Like, like she had a pleasurable experience in something that was calling me. It was causing me pain. Mentally. Like, I... I barely ride roller coasters now. I have gotten all the thrill out of me. Whatever thrill that I needed to seek, I found it, and it's done. It's done. I'm on Ferris wheels now. I'm like, hey, babe, hey, hey, babe, you, we can do the Ferris wheel. We can be romantic. Yeah, that's, that's, that's me. It's not that I just want to be romantic. It's that I'm not getting on that. I'm, I'm done. But this leads me to my point. That fear is relative to each person. And that you may have a fear of spiders. You may have a fear of roaches. Some of y'all fear everything. <laughs> but fear is not equal. And it made me think, if fear isn't equal, that must mean that faith is not equal. So it brings me to the point number one is that all faith is not equal. Now, I want, to, I want to show you this. Romans 12, 1 through 3. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 
And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Watch verse 3. For I say through the grace given unto me that every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God. Watch this. As God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. What God is saying is I just gave equal playing field. Faith is something that we all, we all have. He was an equal opportunist. He says, I'm going to put the same amount of faith in every one of you. But what you do with your faith will determine whether or not you have much faith or little faith. Look at your name and say, all faith ain't equal. And because that is true, this must mean that everybody cannot speak into you. Uh-huh. And see, that's the problem. That's the problem. Sometimes we're allowing people to speak into our vision, speak into our dreams, speak into our lives. And they aren't even built like us. Have you ever told somebody you about to do something and it sounded a little crazy and they looked at you like, man, I wouldn't do that if I was you. I wouldn't do that if I was you. Hey, you, 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 you so excited about what you're, you're dreaming, so excited about what God told you. And all of a sudden, you know, you let the wrong person speak into you. See, all faith ain't equal. Sometimes you got to learn how to be quiet. Oh, look at your neighbor and say, shh, stop telling everything. Stop, stop telling everything. Everybody ain't ready for your purpose. Everybody ain't ready for the call. Everybody ain't ready for what God has in store for you. Everybody can't see what God is saying to you. So stop waiting for people to get on board with what God is telling you to do. Because all faith, y'all get it. Learn how to hang up the phone and stop telling your business to people. And just because they are family don't mean they got faith. Oh, I'm going to say it over here. Just because they're your friends don't mean they have faith. And I didn't say this in first service, but I was telling you, sometimes your foes have more faith than you. Let me say it again. Sometimes your enemy has more faith than your friends. Your enemies will try to stop you from becoming what they see in your potential. That's why they hating on you, because they see your potential. And you sitting at home, and I ain't got nothing. Because all faith ain't equal. And you got to own that. Look at somebody say, own that. Own that. God's talking to me. He's telling me something. And if you can't see it, it's all right. It's okay. One day you will. Oh, you will see it. So in that, it lets me know that all faith is not equal. So in Jude, he's telling us to build our faith. How do you build it? Hold on. Well, faith comes by and hearing the So I have to hear the word in order for that thing to be built. Now, watch this. This is something else I didn't tell first service, but I'm going to give it to y'all. Sometimes God is not just trying to get you to have bigger faith. He's trying to expand your views on faith. Because it's amazing how you're okay with believing God for him to pay your bill. But you don't believe that he can remove that cancer. 
Uh oh. Isn't it amazing that we all believe God that he was going to save our souls from hell? But we have a hard time believing that God is going to allow us to walk in a place of destiny. Isn't it amazing that God is saying, I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. I can do that. But you must be met with an obstacle in order for you to see just how powerful he really is. Now, isn't that funny that we run away from certain obstacles when that's the opportunity that God wants to show up and to reveal himself to us in a different way? All faith ain't equal. Well, if you're going to build your faith up, let me tell you one of the reasons why the enemy doesn't want you to hear the word. It's not that he just don't want you to read your Bible. It's not that you just get sleepy every time you read the Bible. No, all hell knows that when you get into that word, And that word gets into you. You become a force to be reckoned with. So what better thing to do than to make you sleepy every time you read? What better thing to do than to make you get offended with God? Uh What better thing to make you do to get you offended with the church, to get you offended with the pastor, to get you out of the place of hearing the word? Because he's more afraid of your potential than you believe. Oh, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it to the three people that really got it. The enemy is more afraid of your potential than you believe. I'm going to leave that one alone. So that leads me to point number two. He wants to stop you from growing in faith because he realizes that your level of faith determines your level of giving. He doesn't want you to get it. So your level of faith determines your level of giving. So I want to um, reveal to you some people in the Bible that have some crazy faith. All right, so watch this. Matthew 6, I mean 26, verse 6 to 13. Let's see what this says. Now when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment. And watch this. And poured it, somebody said poured it, on his head. And as he sat at meat. But when the disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, to what purpose is this waste? Time out, time out, time out, time out. So Jesus and the fellas are sitting down eating, chopping it up. And this woman decides she wants to kick down the door. And come in with her bad self. Wasn't invited. Because some of us are waiting on invitations, but faith will just bombard the room. There are some times where faith will come and tell you, let's skip protocol. I'm in need of something right now. I know protocol, excuse me, but I got to come in here and do something because purpose is calling me. And this woman had enough faith to enter into a room that she was not invited in. Oh, my Lord. Listen, y'all, Pastor Eben is Presbyterian. I'm Pentecostal. You can talk back to me. I want it. I want all the smoke. I want all the smoke. I said sometimes faith has to allow you to enter into rooms. And when you there, people are going to start looking at you crazy. 
What you doing here? You always trying to be in the way. You always trying to be seen. Won't you just sit back and be, will you be quiet? All faith ain't equal. My faith is bringing me into a place because I know I got to do something for my savior. So watch this, watch this. So they looking crazy, but she's pouring. As she was pouring, they were perplexed. As she was pouring, they were pouting. I got a question for you. Have you ever been pouring and somebody had an issue with your pour? Oh, y'all not going to help me up in here. I said, have you ever been pouring and somebody had an issue with your pour? You know how they say it? It don't take all that. There go Pastor Polo one more time. He about to sing that song again. Oh, Lord. He about to start jumping. Oh, Lord. We about to be worshiping for another 10 minutes. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I'm going to sing that song again. I'm going to keep on pouring. I'm going to pour to every chain break. I'm going to pour until generations know that I have been here. I'm going to pour until every mountain come down. I'm going to pour until every valley is raised. I'm going to pour until the devil knows my name. Do I have anybody in here that knows what it's like to pour? Woo! Yeah, I'm going to pour. Because you don't know the cost of the oil. You don't know what I've been through. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't know me like that. Woo! You don't know what the devil been trying to do. You don't know where I was last year. You don't know how I've been depressed. You don't know how I wanted to give up. You don't know the enemy, how he's been fighting my mind, fighting my heart, fighting my spirit. You gonna watch me pour. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, you gonna watch me pour. You can join in if you want, but you gonna watch me pour. He deserves my praise. Woo! He deserves my glory. Hey! He deserves the honor. He deserves worship. He deserves it. You don't know what I've been through. You're going to watch me for. Woo! Ten second praise right now. Come on, let's go. I've been through too much not to pour. They said I wouldn't be here. But I got to pour it out. Woo! Pour it out. Pour it out. Broken and all. Pour it out. Wounded. Pour it out. Misunderstood. Pour it out. Rejected. Pour it out. Woo. Come on, y'all get seated. Y'all making me nervous. Y'all making me nervous. It's amazing how people will get offended with your poor. Not knowing your pain. Not knowing your struggle. But has the nerve to say, shh, don't take all that. So here she is, she's giving. This woman must have had some crazy faith because here she is, she's giving something that is extremely valuable. And she's allowing it to be poured on the feet of Jesus. And I got the issue with the disciples. The disciples, they were his disciples. And they looked at the poor 
and said, you going to waste it on him? I'm going to say that again. They looked at the poor and said, you going to waste that on him? Do you hear the offense to that? Isn't it amazing that you can be doing something good for God? And people are saying, you going to serve again? <laughs> you, why are you always in true kids? You want to be back there with them kids? You going to do that again? Why you keep being a greeter? Why you keep singing in the choir? Why are you there every time the door is open? Don't get offended with my poor. So the disciples are now offended with the pouring on Jesus. And Jesus says, because her faith was on a different level, I'm going to reward her on a different level. So he says, from, the, from now until the end of time, her name will be mentioned throughout history. Because she had faith on a different level. In other words, this woman was built different. She didn't need to be in the clique. She wasn't looking for acceptance. She knew in her heart, I was built different. Well, let me find you another. Um, uh, let me find you somebody else to, to listen to. Um, point number three says your level of faith determines your level of living. I want to prove it to you. Matthew 9, 27 through 30. Hmm. I'm going to start there this time. And when Jesus departed thence, watch this. Y'all got to watch this. Two blind men followed him. Stop. (laughs) Y'all, when I read the Bible by myself, I just be breaking out laughing because it be right there. And I be like, people be missing this. Jesus was departing. And the Bible says that two blind men followed him. Stop. I would have loved to have seen this miracle. This one miracle right here, you don't hear nobody writing no songs about it, but I want to hear this one right here as a song. Because (laughs) they had every reason not to follow him. If they needed an excuse, they had it. I'm blind. But I want you to see this. Although they were blind, they didn't allow their disability to stop their pursuit. In other words, these blind men right here, these blind men right here, these blind men right here, they were built different. We saw other blind men in the Bible. One was at a gate called Beautiful, begging of alms. And you saw, he said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give to thee. He was begging. No, these blind men right here were following. And can I show you something? Wait one minute, wait one minute. Because many of us feel just like the blind men. I don't know where the money's coming from. But I'm still... I don't know when Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright is going to come, but I'm still following. I don't know when you're going to heal me, God, but I'm still following. I'm depressed. I'm in therapy, but I'm still. I wish I had somebody in here that says I might be blind, 
but I'm still following Jesus. Woo! I'm still, I'm, I'm still following Jesus. Now, that sounds good right there, but watch this, watch this, watch this. Um, but he says they followed him crying. So not only were they blind, but they were loud. <laughs> so they had a disability, but they said, oh, I can't see you, but I'm going to be loud enough that you going to see me. <laughs> Jesus, 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 Jesus. I, I don't know where I'm at, but I know you close because I smell you. I've been close enough to you to smell you. And the reason why I know they can smell him is because when you're in his presence, you can, you can sense him. You're in close proxy. And, and I've been around you long enough that I've heard your voice. I know that's you. Oh, I can't see you, but I know that's you. Have you ever been in a situation where God has spoken to you, but you don't see what he's spoken, but you know it's him? Oh, I wish I had some faith walkers in the room. I wish I had some people that was really knowing. I hear you, God. I don't see anything, but I know I'm close. Look at your name and say, I'm close. I'm close. I'm close. I'm close. I'm close. So, so, so here the blind men are and they're following. But watch this. This is what trips me out. Verse 28. And when he was come into the house. The, mind, the blind men came in to, wait a minute. As long as we outside, it almost made sense. But then Jesus goes inside the house. <laughs> blind men say, well, I'm going to. Because faith will have you bumping into things. Faith will have you even stumbling over things. Because faith wants to know how bad do you want it. These guys were built different. These ain't, listen, if you're going to have a disability, why don't you just be the one that's built different? If you're going to be broke, why don't you just go ahead and have a praise with it? If you're going to be single, why not be the best one, write a book about it and teach people how to do it? Oh my God. Oh, if you're going to go through the storm, why not maximize the storm and let the devil know I may not have this, but I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. You ain't taking everything from me. Woo. You ain't taking everything from me. I'll be doggone. There's still a gangster in me somewhere. You ain't taking my money, eating my food, leaving me hungry and watching you just eat my stuff. You crazy. I'll take this cane and bop you upside your head. You ain't going to take everything from me. Let me get back focused. Let me get back focused. But I want you to see something else. They were crying, saying, son of David, have mercy on me, which tells me that they knew enough about God that that built their faith. See, Jesus wasn't walking around talking about, I'm son of David. No, no. They had heard They heard the word. They heard that other people were healed. And all I'm trying to do this morning is just be a a sounding board to let you know that God is trying to build your faith. So sometimes you got to have testimony service. I mean, 
Well, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to stay spiritual right now, Jesse. Because, you know, the old school testimony service, it started out good, but it started being throw-off service. <laughs> I said, let's have testimony service, not throw-off service. You know what throw-off service sound like? You know, um, I, I needed some money. And Sister Agnes didn't give it to me. Oh, but the Lord came through anyway. And won't he do it even when people don't get it? See, that's, that's throw-off service. There ain't no real testimony. You ain't been through nothing. That one right there for free. All right. So, <laughs> but these guys must have heard testimonies throughout the land. And it built their faith to make them say, I'm blind, but I'm going to follow you, God. Now, I want you to see something else. Matthew 8, 23 through 27. It says, then Jesus got into the boat. Now, stop. Who got in the boat? All right. Sounds like it's something good, huh? And started across the lake with his disciples. Who's with Jesus? Sounds like good. Because here, it must be nice to have Jesus in your boat. Let's just start there. Today, if you don't know Christ, you might want to get to know him. And you might want to invite him into your boat. And I'm going to tell you why you might want to invite him. Because the next verse is about to tell you. Suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake. <laughs> Man, they used to sing a song back in the day. There's a storm out on this ocean. And it's moving. This way. Can I tell y'all something? If you got a problem with today's worship, something wrong with you. Because it was hard for me to really get into this song. Because every time I sung it, I was like, ooh, I'm tired of that storm. Why y'all keep talking about that storm? I'm so sick and tired of that storm. Can y'all get rid of that storm? But right here it says, there's a storm that's coming. And this storm struck suddenly. Isn't it amazing that right when you make a decision to serve God, right when you make a decision to give God your all, right when you make a decision to get in the boat, right when you make a decision, I ain't doing that no more. Right when you make a decision, I ain't having sex no more. I ain't doing nothing. I'm just doing everything good. I'm right right with you, God. Then the storm hits. Damn. Makes you want to go back to drinking. Make you want to go back to clubbing. Make you want to go back to smoking. Make you want to go back and jump in the bed. Isn't that amazing? That as soon as you get in the boat with Jesus, something happens that would make you want to turn around. And watch this. The waves were breaking into the boat, which tells me the outside chaos was coming into their place of peace. But this next verse trips me out. But Jesus was sleeping. Jesus is sleeping. Now watch this. Jesus is Candace. <laughs> the disciples, it's Polo. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. Can you please help me? Can you, can you come save me? Lord, oh Lord, oh Jesus. Jesus is Candace. He back there sleeping. Have you ever entered into a place of sleep and rest? That by the time you hit it, you were looking like, oh, Jesus, that feels so good. You know, I called my mom not too long ago, and I literally told her, I said, I am so sorry. I am so sorry that I used to throw a fit when you asked me to take a nap. <laughs> I said, I am so sorry 
Then I used to throw a fit when you asked me to take a nap. Because now I would pay money. <laughs> if you like me, that's the reason why I go to get a massage. It's the one place I don't have to answer my phone. And I'll pay for that nap. I mean, I'll be down there just getting a nap and snoring. <sighs> Jesus is sleeping. He's entering into a place of rest. But he's resting while they're acting reckless. He's snoring while they're stressing. And what God is literally trying to tell you today is instead of waking him up out of the sleep, why don't you just go sleep next to him? They went to wake him up and I need you to understand this. You waking up Jesus ain't really, that's not where the faith was because you couldn't save Jesus. Uh Uh-oh. See, you can't save him, but he can save you. So if you on the boat right next to him, I just wonder, were you going to drown with Jesus? Huh? Faith allows you to sleep next to Jesus and not wake him up. Jesus comes out. He says, oh, ye little faith. I just wonder this morning, how many people are really believing that God has built them different? And the reason why I wanted to say that, I told you both service is going to be different. But the reason why I said that is because in my closing, God was telling me to tell this service that God is calling you into a, a space and a place where only he wants to speak to you. But the word that he's going to give you, you're going to have to be around people who are like-minded. And you're going to have to converse with people who are on your faith level. This is a season where you're going to have to guard your heart. Guard your ears. Stay in faith. Think it not strange that you have been called to follow Pastor Evan. I want you to watch this. Pastor Evan, can we all agree he's different? And what I love about Pastor Evan is that he's not ashamed of being different. And watch this. He not only is different, but he allows you. He texts me today. He says, hey, Polo, I love you, but I want you to be you. He know I'm a Pentecostal boy. Yeah, I was I was about ready for Joe to get on that organ real quick. Get ready, get ready, get ready. I, I, I ain't gonna do it, I ain't gonna do it. I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. But if you don't mind, let's all just stand up real quick because I feel like God wants to do something special in this service than he did in the first one. God is building your faith because he has a great purpose for you. And one scripture that I had listed was the just shall live by faith. I want you to watch what it did not say. It did not say the just will be alive by faith. Because many people are alive, but they're not living. Candace 
crazy self, I love Candace, but Candace's crazy self, I followed her. And although it was scary, although it was different, it was literally something I would never do on my own. But because of her faith and her lack of fear, I live to tell you an experience that at the end of the day, it's pretty incredible. I want you to hear this verse right here. This verse down here in Hebrews 6, 12, it says that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. I want to submit something to you this morning. What if God called you to word of truth to follow a pastor who was built different? drive different dress different live different give different believes different pastors different come on somebody loves different cares different and where other people may misunderstand even reject that's fine what if you were called to follow such a great man like him because God knew that you were built different. Yeah. Is it sinking? It says, but followers of them through faith and patience inherited the promise. Without Candace, I would not have had that experience. And I want to let you know this morning, God is calling you to another place deeper in him. Because I believe you all are built different. So before we end this service, team, you can come on up. I want to give a space for you to just let this just rest in your heart. Because I believe that some people in here right now say, Polo, that was good and all, but I'm about to go back home to a real situation. Like I'm really going back to the doctor this weekend. I mean, there's a real situation going on. I'm really battling with some real issues. And I believe that God this morning wants your faith to be built. All of heaven is looking at you saying, you're built for this. You're built for this. This thing is not going to take you out. You're built for this. Get in your word. Get a word for every problem it is. If you don't even know, go to Google and say, scriptures for depression. Say every last one of them. I'm talking about every time you going through whatever it is. I'm sick. Scriptures for healing. And I'm talking about say it, say it, say it until you see it, see it, see it. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I believe in you. And I believe that you're built different. Can we just lift our hands right now? Lord, you know everyone's issue in here this morning. But God, I pray right now that their faith, their faith just goes up. That they begin to believe again. And every dark cloud that's been hanging over their head, clouds of doubt, clouds of darkness, clouds of depression, voices 
The enemy saying they're not going to make it. The enemy saying they're going to lose it. The enemy saying they're going to remain low. Oh, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And right now, God, we declare that your word is alive. And we receive that we are built different. We're just about to take a few minutes to just sit in this. Let faith arise in this place. I will build my life upon your love. It is a Sing it again, yeah. I'll build my life. It is a fun. And I'm going to put my trust. Woo! I'm never going to be shaken. Let faith arise in this room. Come on. I will. Sing it till you believe it. Sing it till you know it. Sing it to hell. No, you mean business. Come on. In you alone. I'll never be shaken. One more time, lift it up. 